Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Yeah. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to the show. I've always got things to sort of introduce the show. It's some kind of style I'm going to start the show with, but then I always forget as soon as the music starts. I go completely blank. I'm not a professional. Uh, Luke Moore, Pete Donaldson with you. This is the Luke and Pete show number 199.7. 0.51. Yeah. Sorry. This was there your idea. 0.51. And I think people who have listened to this show... I mean, if, you, if you're a new listener to the show, mm. welcome. Yes. Come on in. The water mm-hmm. is dirty and tepid. Enjoy the decimals. Uh, make sure you've had your injections. Yeah. Uh, and if, you, if you're a regular listener, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn by saying this, Peter, mm. um, they're going to know exactly what you're like and what your level is, if, if, if I may say that. Right, okay. Yeah. And they're not going to be surprised to know that mm. you think of loads of really good ideas, mm. don't write them down, and then forget them. Yeah, that, that's true. So don't worry about it. So d- People have decided... <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I look at you. We're like um, Kerrang and the body of Kerrang in this Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Was that ever named? The I'm body the brain, Kerrang. but you're the big stupid monster that I live in. The, bo- the, the belly. But does the, but does the body of Kerrang... The big muscle man. Yeah, yeah. does it have a name? I've, no, I've, I've never ever heard him being addressed as anything but Krang's body. Can you do a good impression of Krang? Say Shredder like Krang. Oh, I don't know how he... T- I can't Shredder! Oh, yeah. Like that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like I mean, that, that's how it? a brain would speak. Because a brain's kind of like doing everything. Legs! Move your fucking leg! Yeah. Arm! Move your fucking arm! Don't say that, you cunt! That's what, he's that's doing. what the brain yeah. is constantly doing. Yeah. But the but um, Krang... Is it Krang or Krang? Krang. Krang, Krang is the metal music magazine. Yeah. Krang... Is uh, the brain, and it, but he doesn't look like a brain. He just looks like a big amorphous kind of blob of blancmange, doesn't he? But I think you're, I think you're wrong to an extent <laughs> here because I, th- I think the whole thing is crank. He uh, just happens to have the the brain and reckon? the face in the stomach. Nah, fuck that. He shouldn't have. A, he shouldn't be messing around with a face in his brain. No, it's true. That's too many. That's too many brains. And maybe For he was a conjoined twin, but he's just all fucked up. 
was he he was the ultimate big bad boss so so for yeah. me for people who aren't familiar with teenage mutant hero turtles the cartoon mm-hmm. the the hierarchy of the of the evil side of the, yeah. of, of the coin yeah. was as follows yeah crank crank shredder yeah rocksteady and bebop yeah i get you titles foot soldiers Oh yeah, the foot soldiers. They yeah. never really got names, did they? No. Mm. I wonder who played the foot soldiers in the Ninja Turtles film. There's a really I good loved um, the Ninja Turtles first it, film. There's a really good, loved it. There's a really good bit in um, one of the Austin Powers movies mm. where he does that skit about how no one ever thinks of the about the henchmen, right? The nameless henchmen in like uh, <laughs> in movies, and they they cut to a they cut to a um, they cut to a scene in the bar. Mm. And it's Rob, it's Rob Lowe, and he's the he's the best man for this bachelor party, and they're all having a few beers. But the bachelor doesn't turn up because he's a henchman for Doctor Evil. He's been killed. And it's like we have been seeing less of him since he became a henchman for Doctor Evil, and no one ever thinks of them. I got a lot of time for that. No one ever thinks of the foot soldiers. Yeah. Anyway, Peter, um, how how does how does this Monday find you? How was the weekend? You made it through another weekend. Made it through another a weekend. succulent Chinese meal on a Sunday night again. I had uh, a really heavy burger, chips, and wing combo. Uh, that made me uh, do a tactical vomit at seven o'clock this morning. You being serious? Uh, yeah, being serious. Yeah, I woke up and I was just feeling very heavy in the tom tom, and I was like, "Oh dear, this is unhelpful." I'm going to do a tactical vom vom. Dare we name it, and it shame the, the uh, popular high street? The food brand. was delicious. The food was delicious. Um, yeah. The chicken wings were nice. The chips and the dip were lovely. But um, yeah. I fear I may have overindulged because like I am it. a completist. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> so that would so w- will you be thinking about going back to Chinese next week? I think that? I have to because Chinese you can just sort of re put in the fridge and, and and not worry about really. So yeah, I should I should really have done a little bit of that. But the whole thing makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, what me tactically vomiting? Do you know what I had last in the morning? What you I had um, I had um, spaghetti and meatballs. Ah, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Not fancy enough for a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Fancier. But back when I was a lot fatter than I am now, mm. for me, I realised that dinner had become like an event. Mm. And like, so if I'd say to my wife, oh, what are we having for dinner? She'd go, oh, I just got some soup in. I'd be like, what? It's dinner. We can't do that. It's like Friday <laughs> night. We've got to have loads of food and it's got to be a big event. And she'd always look at me a bit strangely. Now I can't, I, I get that, but I understand what yeah. you mean. I, I did achieve something for the first time this weekend. I had a whole pipe, large pipe of prawn cocktail Pringles. Uh, now, if you know me, I will wax lyrical about how little I care for eating more than a small pack of Pringles because they make me feel very unwell, Yeah, uh, the acid ingestion. But I took a ranitidine uh, tablet to um, take on this heady task of eating an entire pipe in one <laughs> go of Pringles. Uh, and I managed it, ladies and gentlemen. I managed it. So, so you're basically you having go. to take medication in advance, <laughs> enabling you to eat the food you want to eat. Yeah, you're like some sort of competitive eater. Yeah, that's, that's, that it. shouldn't be happening. I'm like, uh, who's the guy at a Green Book uh, where he where he eats a lot of hot dogs? Oh, um, <laughs> Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. He yeah. gets before he gets the job. <laughs> yeah, should, yeah, for a bet. Uh, so if, if you've got to if you've got to take medication ahead of time, mm. that's probably the universe's way of saying that you shouldn't probably be doing nah. it. Nah, yeah. I, I, by the way, I, I would say that. Prawn cocktail is right up there in the top three crisp flavors for me. Although yeah, Pringles aren't technically crisps, are they? They make your um, they make your hands stink, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah I know you've got feelings on Pringles, but Pringles are probably one of the best crisps. They're just very well, easy well, to I've eat. I've got no problem with them as a potato snack. They're just not crisp. <laughs> um, I went to the NFL London launch last week, like late last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had a chance to how talk. many how many stars did you uh, chat to? Well, did I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at the stage of life now where obviously I'm. Um, I'm going to be 40 next year and 
I, I don't really relish the idea at my age of going to parties, let alone parties that are miles away from my house, <laughs> um, even if they do have free food and drink and stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I quite, I'm quite into NFL. Right. And um, obviously my wife really likes NFL. And so and I thought it's quite cool things are going to be. Like the Vince Lombardi trophy was, gonna, was there and there was free stuff being dished out. Right. And there was a, um, and some other bits and pieces going on. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm mm. going to go along. So I went along. Uh, and it is you do end up doing this weird sort of celebrity spotting type thing, mm. um, and seeing those and you you got much more experience than, of this than me, I presume. But seeing celebrities inter- interacting with each other in their own sort of environment is quite a weird thing mm. because because my experience in total of seeing celebrities will be I'll see I'll see one on the street in London or and they'll be off somewhere yeah. or they'll be up on stage when mm. you go and watch something mm. but them interacting in the natural natural environment is quite weird I found yeah, no, I, no one knows who I am so I just stand there watching them yeah and 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 it's me it's, it's watching quite, it's quite yeah I'm just watching I just watching. Uh, but it's quite weird like all the <laughs> stuff that's been said about. Um, certain people you kind of end up making an assessment about whether that's fair or not based on what you've seen of them <laughs> right okay you know well it's just it's that kind of nod that famous people give each other like they, like a famous person can talk to another famous person without actually even knowing them because you they're think? just fa- yeah yeah it happens all the time I've seen like um, kind of you know the gamer in here kind of thing and that's that's how we're yeah, doing it yeah I've okay. seen I've seen Doctor, uh, the old Doctor Who, who's quite a bit of a It's party, just the Doctor. The show's boy. called Doctor Who. The what? Doctor. Just He's called the, the Doctor. doctor. Yeah. Well, why is it called Doctor Who then? Because the, the show is called Doctor Who because I don't know who the Doctor is. He's not called Doctor Who. What? So the whole show is trying to figure out what the Doctor is. No, I've never just, seen Doctor Who. I saw name. one Doctor Who from the 70s and it was racist. <laughs> and I never watched another one. There's no big deal here. It's just the had character tra- is the Doctor. a man dressed up as a Chinese man. It's the Doctor. It was unedifying. Matt Smith? Matt Smith. Yeah. Party Matt Smith. No eyebrows. He, has he got no eyebrows? No, not really. <laughs> Google him, he's got no eyebrows. Weird. He's an eyebrow agnostic. Yeah. He's staying out of it. Yeah. I'm staying out of it. You I'm, think I'm, that would help as an actor I, have an eyebrow? I'm aware it? of the concept of eyebrows. I'm just not sure <laughs> I want to commit myself to them yet. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was in a, a bar that I was in uh, and um, the head of Swindon Branch from The Office. Oh, Neil. Was it Neil? Patrick <laughs> Ballady. Neil was there. The little slug was there. The little there. slug was there. What bar is this? There's the Groucho. Oh, well, you're the, not a member of it anymore because you uh, because you don't want to pay the fees. I don't want to pay the fees again. No, my main reason was because it it went a bit poo, and Alan Pardew was seen on more than one weekend. Oh, okay. I said I am not very much like Groucho, Groucho Marx, Marx himself. Yeah. The only I way you are like Groucho Marx. I do but... not want to be part of a club that allows Alan Pardew entrance. <laughs> As a member, yeah, uh, propping up the bar. As I was obviously as well. Um, yeah, they would they give each other a little nod and start chatting. I was thinking, you don't know each other. Alan Pardew. Well, Matt Smith is so is, Matt. Sorry, Matt Smith and the and the yeah. bloke from the office were just sort of. Oh, like, okay, right. They'd never met each other, and they went, "Oh, yeah, mate, I was going right," and they were having some asinine conversation. But they might have seen like, each other at like auditions or screen tests or something. Maybe I don't, no, no. They literally no. They, they I could hear the conversation. They went, "Oh, you're oh, I love your work, man. I love your work, man. I love your work." And it was just like, "Oh, this is rubbish." And you were sort of trying to interject. I just uh, to go, can I be friends with uh, both of you, please? Does anyone love my work? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't even love my work. So. Yeah, it, okay. I does anyone in here that. love themselves? Yeah. No, it's the Groucho. There was, there was, there were, yeah, there were two boxers at that event. Right. I'm not going to name them. One, because they're boxers. With the square and up. they're hard. Um, <laughs> but, um, one of them was just with a minder, because obviously... Mm. People want to have a pop-up boxer, don't they? Especially when they're drunk. Yeah. And he's a small one. Right. One of the small ones. He's a little boy. Yeah. And so he had a bat, he had like a minder with him. <laughs> the other one, people can fill in the blanks themselves if right. they like boxing. Okay. 
pulled up, turned up late in a bright red sports car, right. left it outside the entrance. Yeah. Right. Um, this is a um, Spurs stadium, right. where there's not really any driving yeah, to okay. be done. Did it anyway. Mm. Uh, personalized number plate, obviously. Came in, mm. did his thing, uh, and then an, an a, AJ Tracy came on. Who's AJ Tracy? He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a rap artist, right. but he's one of these hippity okay. hop out artists. Okay, okay. Um, big, quite a big deal. Mm. I used to just saw that Alexandra Palace, the big mm. one, not the one we're doing. And uh, <laughs> and he came on the stage, and this boxer, what well, everyone's standing, picture like three or four hundred people standing about to watch quite a small gig mm. in a small room that's been converted and it's got a stage. Oh, he's doing one of those. Oh, those gigs are awful, aren't they? I yeah. don't know why. Well, I'll, talk, I'll come on to that in a minute. I'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, this boxer pulled up a chair in the middle of everyone <laughs> and just sat down in the middle. <laughs> only, well, person, only person in the room on a chair. Mate, he's Frank Bruning. Do you know <laughs> It wasn't Frank Bruno. But AJ Tracy, I was quite impressed. I've never really heard any of his stuff before. And he came on and he, he, did, he did, his, did, his first, did his first number. And then... Uh, Here's my first number. New York, New York. How do you like your <laughs> yeah. eggs in the morning? And then he said, um, I've done loads of industry shows. Yeah. Um, let's not make this a boring one. Don't just stand there folding your arms. Mm. No problem. If you don't like my music, that's cool. If you don't know who I am, that's also fine. Um, but if you're going to have a good time, great. If not, move to the back so the people who want to have a good time can have a good time. Oh, fair play. And I haven't got to stand there looking at people with stony faces and you ain't got to stand there confused. <laughs> and uh, everyone did that and it was actually nice. quite decent. Yeah. Ah. And I left. Maybe I left I'll check out this I left, Tracy I, I left about three strokes on Jim. <laughs> I thought, I like the cut of your jib, but to be honest, I'm about 40 miles away from home. I've got work tomorrow, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> anyway, it was quite fun. I've got a free baseball cap. Oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, photo with the Vince Lombardi trophy, <laughs> NFL fans listening in. Right. So, it was all right. Nice. It was okay. Vince Lombardi, Linda Lusardi, and who the hell are you? That's a song I just made about that trophy. That was actually so good that I thought that wasn't a well-known <laughs> song. your song. Okay. The Linda Lusardi, Vince Lombardi song. I meant to ask you, because you're a man who's on the, um, <clears throat> on the um, Hollywood movie gravy train to yeah, an extent yeah, of course, to an extent yeah, yeah. when it comes to the press junkets and all yeah, the rest of it yeah. and I do think a lot of our listeners are get, get in touch talking about how much they like when you talk about interviewing people and all that kind of stuff have you had anything to do with the I've new missed jo- those emails with the no, new jokery um, joker, oh, jokery the new joker, the whole movie. jokery movie no no I, well, it's, it's, no I've not had any uh, we've not had any of the talent in to be honest I think he doesn't do any uh, any presser does he what's his name Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin does he not have to I thought that was part of the um... no I think like some people don't have to certainly like with certainly the Batman franchise is uh, the Batman I can't remember the actor's name uh, Christian Bale Christian Bale's never had to do any I thought they've built into their contract though so, so I think it depends I think it depends I think you get like a little premium a little bonus if you fancy a bit of that but you know you don't have to well the movie The Joker comes out uh, I think it's 4th of October it looks good. Yeah, it looks brilliant. It's got mm. really good reviews. What, at what point do you normally do the the sort of press for Comes it? Comes out 8th of October, did you say? 5th of October. 4th, uh, uh, I think. 4th of October. October. Um, it'll probably be around the back end of this month, I'd say. So you might get it. Probably not. That that, that, that would probably go to one of the bigger uh, bigger shows who I've been offered recently. I got um, one taken away from me. Who's the guys who are in It? I've done it about oh, yeah. three or four times. Um, James McAvoy, I've done him about three or four times, but they, 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 they got they, everyone's got pulled. I don't know really know why. Right, I don't know who else is in the joke, right? I, I, another thing it is, uh, fa- I found interesting about it mm. um, was that it's produced by Bradley Cooper. He's mm. getting himself involved He's in it. He's getting that, involved in the films. It's got... Um, Very the, earnest the, in interviews about his filmmaking. Very earnest. The Joker's got um, Robert De Niro in it as well, though. Ah, so, cool. But he, I, think, I think it's very much a character study of sort of one character so it's probably right, dominated okay. by, by Wacky and Phoenix, who's, who's, who is brilliant, to be fair. But he, he never does press, no? 
I've I've not seen him do much press. I've not seen him do many. Um, He'd be at Kermode and Mayo, will he? <laughs> if he's doing Kermode and Mayo, if he's going to do anyone, he's going to do BBC. Yeah, they're the big dogs. They the big dogs. Do you fancy watching it? Kermode is it Kermode? No, it's Kermode, isn't yeah. it? A commode is a toilet, so presumably it doesn't want to be pronounced like a toilet. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, his name is Kermode, isn't it? Like people you know, are say that. Do you ever listen to Kermode and Mayo? Um, on occasion, yeah. Okay. I find Mayo slightly um, unlikable. Kermode is brilliant. Though. Kermode's brilliant. He's yeah. a brilliant broadcaster, isn't yeah. he? He's really he's good. fantastic. Um, but they're, they're um, he's in a band, isn't he? Yeah, he's in a band called. They're a blues band. I can't remember what they're called now. Oh, I've seen the I've seen the Ferrari of Jeremy Renner, who I believe is also in a band. So I find Jeremy Renner very strange. Again, again, very unlikable. I don't. I, Why can you? I don't. I wonder who lives in this world whose famous whose favorite actor is Jeremy Renner. I am imagining a fifty-year-old housewife from the Midwest. That's all I've got in my head. Get in touch if you're listening. If you're, if hello you're, at lukeandpeacher.com. If you have Put a Jeremy Renner in the subject love title. For Jeremy oh. Renner. I mean, I, I don't dislike him as an actor, but his um, his outside interests are very interesting. He doesn't have any charisma. That's the mm. thing. If you, if you watch the Avengers movies and you see all the sort of star quality of all the people in it, yeah, but he's been given a shitty character, hasn't he? The cross. Well, well man, probably because no one else would do it. <laughs> Hawk, is it Hawkeye? Yeah, the Bow and Arrow Man. Bow and Arrow Man. That's his name. His name is Bow and Arrow Man. Yeah. Imagine that. Black Panther. (laughs) Thor. Hulk. Iron Man. Big Green Boy. Bow and Arrow Man. Big big Green Boy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. What would you call them all? The Metal Millionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Who else he got? Who else he got? Big Green Boy, the Metal Millionaire, Bow and Arrow Man. Scarlett Hansen. (laughs) Scarlett Scarlett Hansen. What about Thor? Uh, Thor. Hammer Man. He'd be Hammer Man. Blondie Hammer Man. Blondie. Hammerman. Yeah. Goldilocks. Goldilocks Hammerman. I can see there being like a Bollywood version of Avengers. <laughs> yes. I love those things. They're beautiful. Uh, let's let's um uh, Pete, let's take a short break and contemplate um naming some more Marvel superheroes. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Better. Ah, Jerry Halliwell there, in her natural habitat, the song. <laughs> is, it, is it the natural habitat? <laughs> yeah, the song. She sings, she? I can oh, remember... I, I made myself laugh there, and that rarely happens. I can remember Chris Moyles used to do parody no. versions oh, no. of pop songs oh, on his... No. I'm going to say it's Radio 1 breakfast show, I think. I remember him doing... Whatever um, he did back then, he's still doing now. Well, Let's listen, make that very clear. Well, I'll let you be the judge of that when I'll tell you <laughs> how problematic this was. Right. Um, because I think he did a version of Let Me Entertain You. Mm-hmm. And it was like for Robbie Williams. I think Robbie Williams had obviously put a bit of weight on or something. And it was right. like, and he did feed me, feed me pasta, like that, right? But I, I think I'm feed right in saying, feed me pasta. Yeah, and I, I think he did one about Jerry Halliwell, right? Where she, where he was, he had, he had assessed that she had put on weight, right? Okay, because it was look at me, I can eat all the pastries in the bakery, maybe, right? Okay. Problematic. Well, he's coming from a certain position, isn't he? Himself, or he was. Being a fat lad himself. Being a fat lad himself. Even yeah. I was a fat lad. Oh, still, I'm a bit of a fat lad myself. I wouldn't do that. About yeah, I know you should be. About a fellow professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jerry Halliwell doesn't care. Well, who knows? Who knows? But you're known who's been ultra woke, so a kind of man in power taking the mickey out of a, of a lady like that is bad form, isn't it? Punching down, isn't it? It's just, I mean, it's it's not even the in the top ten bad things that Chris Marshall has done. And now we're going to hear those top ten. Hit the jingle. <laughs> uh, no, email time. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. I remember he did a, a clip where he... Um, oh, we're not doing emails. Peacher's going to carry on. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to carry on. Uh, producer Aled, uh, who is a gay gentleman who I think is quite high up at BBC Radio 1 now. I think he's in charge of music, maybe. And uh, they did this skit where they would talk about um, where he was really shouting at uh, Aled. Um, but they reversed it, right? When they played out, so are you fucking, and, and it right. was just him just shouting the most horrible homophobic invective. It was just, it was incredible. What? Well, how long um, ago was this? Just, about 10, 15 years ago, maybe. Right. Um, and they just reversed it. And of course, if you revert, reverse it, you can just reverse it again and yeah. hear what they actually said. And it was obscene. And that went out on the radio. So it's like, uh, yeah. Can you shout in? Can you shout something backwards on the radio that's really offensive? Or can you shout something that's in? 
a different language. I've, I done, think, that, I've done that a couple of times. I think there'll be... I'll give us 25 more reps of this match before we're just doing the same shows but backwards. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we should just do that. Uh, hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address to get mm. in touch. A lot of you have done so more recently. Um, more recently. What, what I've found here is a very interesting start to this email section mm. from uh, Austin Hunter. He's emailed in. So hello, Luke nice. and Pete. Great name, by the way. That's probably the actual name of Hawkeye in Marvel. Austin Hunter, yeah. yeah that be. sounds really good. Um, hello, Luke and Pete. As you asked for weird animal illnesses, I didn't say that necessarily. What I said was my cat had a sore throat, which is, which is quite weird to me. Um, Austin says, it brought back to me when one, one of my dogs was a puppy. It managed to get a serrano pepper from the garden. Uh, and we didn't know this until the poor thing started running in circles, looking at its backside and yelping. Uh, my father and I were confused on what was going on. Me and my other dog was at this point almost screaming as it was taking a poo. Afterwards, we laughed, uh, realising what had happened in the garden. <laughs> Poor old dog. Because he it does, it does to... burn on the way down out as well, doesn't it? Right, okay. So, he did... <laughs> so, so on the way in, it didn't seem to bother him, but on the way out... Well, dogs can eat things very quickly. I don't think mm. it probably registered. <laughs> yeah, I've seen my, my father... And, well, I haven't seen it, but my, I know my father-in-law's dog. I told you, it had a sock. It ate a whole massive stick of butter. But the thing with and <laughs> the, the thing with that is, if you watch a dog get up on the side or whatever and do that, if you think of a stick of butter being like that big, mm. that'll be gone. I'm, I'm I'm telling you, in like under five seconds. Yeah, but dogs eat wrapper and everything. Dog, dogs eat stuff that they're clearly not allowed to eat. Yeah, really quick because they oh, yeah, not because they know someone's going to run over and pull out their mouth. The vet I go to with the cats <laughs> has got a bowl for sale mm. in the um in this in the little shop bit. Right, and it's like a, a normal dog food bowl, but it's got. It almost looks a bit like a, almost like a miniature maze, and right. all the food goes into little cracks and little holes and stuff oh, to, to stop the down. dogs eating so quick because it really ha- <laughs> really hammers their indigestion. <laughs> nice, yeah, because if you if you give if you give a bowl of food to a dog, it's gone like ten seconds. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's just done. <laughs> so. You kind of wonder if there's an evolutionary thing at play here. <laughs> oh man, I love dogs. Um, I want to say hello, big uh, hello to Lee Dobson. Actually, this is pointed out by my mate, uh, and I think she is right. Uh, hello, hello, says Lee. Uh, going out on a limb here and not checking the net before sharing my tea knowledge. Uh, so this could just turn out to be some bollocks somebody once told me, and I've ch- chosen to take it as gospel since. But wasn't the practice of putting milk in your tea before? or after the hot water, dependent on your social class. I remember this. Uh, the porcelain of the working class uh, was significantly uh, shitter than that of the ruining elite, right. and therefore they had to pour the milk in first so that the extreme heat of the boiling water would be tempered and therefore would not crack the cup. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That's very, very interesting. Mm. I'd like to know if, if anyone else is out there listening and knows whether that's true or not, let us know, because mm. I quite like the sound of that. Because we did dis- we did discuss last week, Pete, the idea that if you're brewing tea in a teapot anyway, mm. it doesn't matter if the milk goes in first or not. Yeah, exactly. I think that's fine. That's it's not just, a problem. I, I, don't think, I think I speak on behalf of the whole of the UK here when I say we don't want to see, picture the scene, a mug, mm. a tea bag in it dry, mm. and a little bit of milk in the bottom. No. We don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. No. Unless you... I mean, your milk is overdoing it a lot of the time. You use a lot of milk in your tea. So if Here we you go. I've got one here on the go. What do you think of that? It looks like Tipex. That's how no, white it no, is. No, look at it. Look at it properly. It's not that bad, look is it? Look at tea. It's not that bad, is it? It's, it looks like Tipex. It looks like you're drinking white paint. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but it, the amount of milk you use, no, I would not be putting in a tea bag. But I use slightly less milk, so yeah. I think I'd possibly so get away with it. I went to work on Saturday mm. and um, I grabbed some porridge from the little cafe thing mm. next door to where I was working. Mm. 
and um, they had all these different. It's one of these trendy kind of oh, you can have porridge here. These are the different things we offer. Hey, you can have porridge here. Yeah, that's what it says. Have some fucking porridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, and the offer, and the and the offer was like, I can't remember. There was loads of different ones, mm. but I went for peanut butter, banana, and a squeeze of honey. Right. Right. Yeah. If you if you take the idea that like that the porridge was in a pot, maybe that height. Mm. A little bit wider than that, like that. Probably yeah. that big. It's a whole banana in there. A massive spoonful of peanut butter mm. and loads of honey. There was probably room for about, I would say, at a Five premium, oats. 125 oats. <laughs> it's just the, the Cla- balance was cla- all wrong. And very I think, claggy. I don't think we talk... Yeah, it was. I don't think we talk about the balance enough when it comes to things we put on the plate. So, and there's, there's two factors to this. One is that if if you and I are going for dinner, mm. there's no option, at a restaurant I mean, there's no option to have a different size of dinner for a different price, like you would get like a t-shirt. Right. Just get a starter serving of something. Yeah. Or, but, or you could the, actually the starter menu is different though, isn't it? Yeah. All I'm saying is it's, it's, it's patently absurd <laughs> that if I go for dinner with my wife, who's like literally half my size, mm. And we order the same thing. We eat the same thing. <laughs> we eat the same thing. We, we want the same thing. Bit of Belinda there. Oh, I almost met Belinda Carlisle. That you would be a thrill for me. You almost met Belinda Carlisle. I was in talk sport. She was in talk radio. Right. Our paths did not cross. Oh, we were like ships what? passing in the night. I'd have got a photo straight away. <laughs> not many Not many celebrities would I be so unprofessional in the working environment when I asked for a photo. Yeah. Belinda's definitely one of them. I always, I, anyway, think about different sizes if you're listening in restaurants. I think it's a, I think it's a goer. Have a little. And the other thing is that they don't. I get that people don't get the ratio right when it comes to things like the amount of salad or the amount of fries or whatever. The amount of salad. Yeah. Mm. For me. Um. Actually, Lee finishes the email by saying I can also chip in on the Scandinavian tea traits. We do indeed. Um, he's been. He they don't the last, go anywhere near milk, do they? No, he spent the last thirteen years in Copenhagen and Malmo. Uh, it's true they do tend to drink tea without milk, uh, but it's not our flavour tea. They love a little fruity tea, and the combinations are endless. Uh, I've attached a picture of some crap I found in my cupboard over a decade here, and I still start, can't stomach the entirely unnecessary Scandic indulgence. Um, to be honest, Lee, you've not attached that picture, so we can't even look at that. <laughs> so it's good to know that. Um, Absolute Donaldson of an email. Absolute Donaldson of an email. But um, I would like to think that up there they probably do licorice tea, which I'm very much a fan of. I remember getting a chocolate (laughs) bar when I was in Reykjavik and uh, hit a little bit of licorice in there. Mate, we had been out all day and I was really near to the sugar hill on the way back to the hotel. So I'd pop into this convenience store uh, and get a chocolate bar. Mm. Uh, Yeah, no, it it was worse than that, mate. It was a whole stick of like salted licorice mm. just covered in a bit of chocolate that's alright nah that'll do I, well the chocolate chocolate goes well with salt doesn't it so I, I, by the way I should say to um, whose email was that Lee mm. to Lee's email that I do love a fruit tea and of course I don't put milk in that I mean no one puts milk in that the only time I have a fruit tea is when I do a voice over at Discovery Channel and uh, I always get a little a little ginger on yeah. Just to clear my voice a bit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, con, I'm, con, I'm considering that uh, going to the doctors about my nodule that I think I've got. Because I've been singing and I can't hit some of the notes that I used to be able to hit. Or maybe I'm just going through some kind of weird second puberty. Fucking Alfie Bow over there. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you're going to. Oh, by the way, I saw Alfie Bow last week. Did you know? How is, how I saw, is the Bow Meister General? To the, I went to the 25th anniversary. Oh, the 30th. Maybe the 35th. Doesn't matter. Right. Anniversary. Lay Miz concert. Oh, you you spoke about this. Yeah, the, I've already uh, told yeah, you. I think so. I think so oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Pete, I don't think people are gonna. I don't think it's a great loss to culture that my singing voice. Yeah, 
We've got a live show, mate. If I lose my voice, we're going to have to cancel a lot of g- gigs like Ed Sheeran. We're going to be in big trouble, mate. Big trouble. We'll have to do all the heavy lifting ourselves, won't we? <laughs> you will have to anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave King says, uh, Hi, chaps. Following on from your UFO chat and Pete's blatant refusal to accept that there may be something else out there. I've never said there isn't yeah, no, anything you, out there. I've no. said there is something out there. Who's, who's the name of this emailer? Dave. Dave, I'll let you, know, I'll let you and the rest of the listening audience into a secret. Pete sometimes goes through moods, as we all do. It's not a pop at him <laughs> or anything like that. We all go through it. But the way Pete's moods manifest themselves is, rather than being kind of grumpy I mean he is that but he also gets really cynical about stuff and doesn't want to engage in anything and that's kind of what's happening at that point I think you just didn't want to know I no, think, I think if you've been said... honest with yourself you are interested in that subject you were just having a bad day no I'm not interested in UFOs they're either they're, they're <laughs> he's dirty, doubling down boring. now Dave it's he's nonsense doubling down. it's the, always the most uninteresting people who come up with those ideas Uninteresting. Boring. Um, Anyway. Uh, Since we sent robots to Mars before sending humans, isn't it possible that the first extraterrestrials that we encounter on Earth could not be the aliens themselves, but might be their technology instead? Yeah. Not my words, the words of renowned thinker and ex-Premier League footballer Rob Earnshaw. Yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Yeah. I I do think there's something in that. Mm? I I think there's something in that, and I also think there's something in... An exploratory droid. I think there's something into the... Also in the idea that Obviously, people, you know, people much more clever than us disagree on when human beings actually mm. could be considered human beings. Say it's like a hundred or two hundred. Say it's two hundred thousand years, right? Mm. When humans were were essentially evolved into humans. Before they got technology, it was what realistically a couple of hundred years ago. Aye. So you're talking about the blink of an eye, two hundred mm. years. The Earth is four point five billion years old. Mm. So the window is so small. And you'd imagine, really, in the near to medium term future, we're probably going to destroy ourselves in some capacity, yeah. or some some extinction level event's going to wipe us out. And say that happens in a thousand years' time, so that's probably twelve hundred years of technology in total mm. in four point five billion years of the Earth. So the windows are so small yeah. that that means the probability is so much lower. So I, I just th- I just think it's probably got something to do with that. I'd say unless there's been a very very fortunate civilization out there who's managed to last for a lot longer and sent a lot of shit to us. Good point. But we haven't I'll... seen it. We haven't seen it though. We haven't seen it, and the proof is in the pudding, as always. But a lot of, um, as I said on that um, Netflix documentary, which name escapes me at the moment now, there was a lot. You of... were on a Netflix documentary. No, on oh, that. You on it. that. Right. Yeah, okay. I see. Um, Imagine if I, that'd be brilliant. Imagine if I was on that. I didn't mention it to you. <laughs> Anything good that happens to me, I tell everyone all the time instantly. So there's no way you, that that would have passed you. You by. just had a little Luke special. To be honest, they do put a lot of like middling stand-ups on Netflix nowadays. They'll just have a special. And you're Is like, that how you see me? What a middling stand-up. I've never even done no, any stand-up. Ter- yeah, exactly. You've not even t- tested tested the waters. Boy, um, I, could, I could do it though. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you worry about a ramble live, mate. I've does, seen you knocking, ever... knocking your heel. No, how do you how, knocking your knees? Is that what you're scared? Knocking your knees. Well, you should know if you've seen That's me. Do it. Yeah, um, you know that in every way that I've once told a joke down the pub and people laughed, mm. I now, like every other bloke of my age, think I could be a stand-up. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Marcus used to do a bit from the ramble, didn't he? Yeah. It's a bit. That's a strange, strange part of his history. I always think. Is it? Well, it's just kind of like to just get up there and do jokes when like. You know, you you know, Jim writes stand up. I've never seen Marcus sort of write gags, so to speak. Come for the name chat. Stick around for the uh, ramble Easter eggs. <laughs> Luke and Pete show. Fascinating. I just, I just, I, but you know, when someone tells you something, you're like, oh, that's something I did not expect from you. 
No, so 50% of the Football Ramble have done... Have done stand-up. Football Ramble, the original Football Ramble lineup of Football Ramble Daily, that's what you got to call them. <laughs> have done stand-up. You and I haven't. Untested, mate. You and I haven't. Don't need, didn't need to, mate. Went straight to feature films. Yeah. Went straight to interviewing people about movies. <laughs> Let's get out of it, Peter. Yes. We're back on Thursday, with, presumably with episode 199.52. I reckon we can Correct. keep this going until Christmas. I think so. I want, be, I want to. I'll be disappointed with us if we didn't. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. has been a Stakhanov production. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.